Welcome to episode two of the Gym Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about goals, the importance of setting goals, some of the challenges of setting goals, things like that. Um, in the first episode, though, we talked about aimless young men. They lack direction in life. They don't know where they're going. They don't know. Uh, they don't know what they want life to look like, and so you kind of spiral out of control. You're aimless, right? And we don't want to be aimless people. We want to be people of direction. We want to know where we're going. And I think we all have this intrinsic need for this, and we sure. see this this time of year with yep. New Year's resolutions. Yep. Everybody comes back around to, okay, now it's time to start over. Yeah, last year wasn't good, but I want to kind of get back into rhythm. I want to get back into goals, structures. So we set these New Year's resolutions. Some people say New Year's resolutions are dumb. We always fail them. If you're one of those listening to this podcast, um, they are important. Well, they really have kind of turned into a punchline, right? People make jokes about them. It's sad. It's sad. But why do they make jokes? Because come mid-January, early February, maybe mid-February at the latest, Valentine's Day, how many of those are still around? Yeah. How many How many people are still going to the gym? They're packed yep. start of January, but they're not there. Or people are all gung-ho about their Bible reading that's schedule right. until they hit you know, Leviticus. Yeah, and their then, diet. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, right. Leviticus, yeah. yeah. They usually, the wheels fall off. Why is that? Why do you think New Year's resolutions fail? I think there's several reasons for it. Um, one of them, I, 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 and we'll touch on it briefly and move on, is we kind of set our expectations too high a bit. And that sounds crazy because I also by no means think that we should set the bar super low, that we right, you know, set right. a super easy goal. I'm going to read through Genesis in a year. That's a bit too uh, too shallow of a goal there. That's pretty easy to do. But at the same time, I think we can set our goals a bit too lofty. Yeah. We can set our expectations too high because what happens when we don't hit those yeah. or, or we don't see the progress that we want to hit? Well, man, I'll just give up, right? We get kind of down. We get kind of discouraged because, man, we're not seeing the progress that we want. And because we set our goals sky high, it's right. like, well, I'll just give up on the goal. Another reason I would say is lack of accountability. Mm. Me and you and, and your brother, were, and my brother, were doing this there for a while where we had our goals that we wanted to hit. And we would check up on each other every single week. And man, whenever we would have a week where we would not meet through, uh, through Zoom, I would always be like, if I didn't have a goal that I hit, I'd be like, man, awesome. I don't have to tell them that I didn't hit my goal. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing what it does to you mentally yep. if you know I've got people I'm accountable to. Yeah. I've got people that are going to be asking me, hey, how are you doing on this goal? How is this goal going? How are you doing on your diet or, or your, your exercise plan? How are you doing on your Bible reading plan? If you're doing that by yourself and all you have to answer to is yourself, it's pretty easy to go, all right, well, I'm just not going to worry about it today. Right. But if you have to answer to somebody, somebody's going to be asking you, it's a lot harder. So those are the two. I, I, you might have a few more to add. But I think those are the two reasons that I think New Year's resolutions fail quite a bit yeah. is because we set our expectations sky high and then the no accountability. One, I think in, in the, the only thing I'd add to the too high of expectations is when we fail to hit it, we may actually hit it for the first couple of weeks. There's some people that set a book a week. I want to read a book a week. Good for you. But you know what? That's when tough. You, that's really tough. And some people do, and they hit it two, three weeks in a row. I can do this. The fourth week, something crazy happens, right? Um, something happens at work. Something happens with the family. You don't hit the goal, and it's like, oh, missed goal this week. You start getting down on yourself, and the expectations are just, you may be able to hit it for a time, but you burn out. And right. burnout can be a huge one. I, I would also add... Um, People run off of willpower they don't have, which goes along with too high of expectations. We want to build willpower slowly. You also don't want to wait till the end of the day for willpower because it's something that's highest in the morning and it goes down overnight. And so people that want to do things at night, they want to work out at night, whatever it is, you're going off of willpower. If you don't have that already in you um, and you have high levels of willpower, start slow, start low, start small, move up from there. And the last one I would add 
they don't have a strong enough why. They don't know why they're doing what they do. We set these goals or the why, they have a why, but it's a negative. Sure. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be fat, so I'm going to lose weight. What about changing that to I want to be healthy? We can chase, we can run towards something and not away from something, but the why of I don't want to be fat, yeah, but I don't want to be fat, but I can kind of convince myself that this donut isn't actually going to make me fat, right? Whereas that will make you unhealthy. My goal is to be healthy, and that's not healthy. But I can kind of, you know, yeah, I can cheat on the other ones a little bit. Well, and you might be listening to this starting out going, okay, goals, resolutions, what, you know, what's the big right. deal? The problem is we see so many young men who just are kind of in the mode of, well, I'm going to take whatever life hands me, right? Yeah. I'm just going to kind of wing it and make it up as I go along. Maybe I'll go to college and then maybe I'll figure out what I want to do after that. And maybe I'll get married. Lo and behold, they're 27, 28, not in their career and not married. Right. That's a problem. Same right. thing with with even the more minor, uh, not minor, but even the, the, the more personal areas of your life as far as your, your spiritual life, your walk with God, uh, your yeah. health exercise, your financial state, all these things. If you look at that and you go, well, I guess I'll just kind of figure it out. I guess I'll just kind of coast and figure out what I want to do. That's not good. Right. There are plans that need to be made. There are goals that need to be set. And so many young men, quite simply, aren't doing that. They're not setting these goals. Right. They have it up here. Some of them have it up here. Yeah, I'll go to college. It's not a goal. There's importance of, of writing it down. As a matter of fact, I want to get into you know the importance of setting goals, shifting and transitioning. to. It's one thing for us to say, hey, here's why resolutions, New Year's resolutions often fail. We don't want them to fail. We want to set goals. It's important to set goals. But why? Why is it so important? Well, first... As we've alluded to, you have to know where you're going. Yep. I would say we're all kind of in the, the car of life, so to speak, quote unquote. Uh, you have your own vehicle. The point of having a car is to drive somewhere. To go somewhere, right. To go somewhere. You can sit in the driveway and never go anywhere uh, because you're afraid to take a step out. You're afraid to fail, whatever it may be. And so you stay in the driveway. Okay, but you're not really intended to, you're supposed to drive with the car. Or you could just drive and hit, take a left here and I'll, right, I'll take exactly. a right there. and where are we going? When you get in the car, you know specifically where you want to go and hopefully you know how to get there. That's right. You're not just kind of making it up as you go. Occasionally I need help from a GPS, right? Apple Maps. Got to be Apple Maps. Absolutely. Not not Google Maps. No Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that here. Um, (laughs) We don't do that. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, We we endorse Apple Maps on this podcast. No. Um, not sponsored or anything. But. No, but if they want to, if Apple wants to sponsor us, please. Um, Sounds I'll, good. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. That'd be great. Um, no, but the GPS is is getting help along the way. It's okay to get help along the way. It's okay to ask for directions along the way, right? But the point is, you but know the point where you're is, going. you got to go somewhere, yeah. and you got to know where you're going to get there. So that's really important. Let me torture that analogy a little bit more sure. here. There's so many young men that you know. You hear stories about guys and, and even girls that, that start driving, right, 16, 17, and they've grown up in a town their whole life, and yet when they start driving, they don't know how to get anywhere in their town. Why? Right. It's because they've been driven around every places their whole life, mm. they haven't been paying attention to the mm. turns, they've been on their phone, whatever. They get in the car and start driving themselves around, they're like, well, I don't really know how to get anywhere. Yeah. I think that can you can have that with this metaphor as well about your life. That's a great If your point. parents are always kind of driving you metaphorically when yes. it comes to your faith, your spiritual walk, well, you know, my parents expect me to be a Christian, so I guess I'll be a Christian. I'll show up to church, yeah. My parents expect me to go to college, so, you know, I guess I'll go to college. My parents want me to do this, so I guess I'll do this. If yeah. you constantly let somebody else drive the car of your life, that's a problem. you got to get in the driver's seat. You can't that's sit in the passenger seat point. and let somebody else just kind of drive you around. you got to know where you're going, but you got to be driving as It's well. your own goals. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to be driven. Well, you're going to go here. I don't want to drive there, right? Well, you're going to. At some point, you got to set your own goals for yourself yep. and say, this is where we're going. And we're not talking about being disobedient to your parents. We're talking about in your own life, taking control, right. getting behind the wheel and being ready. 
which is why this is 15 to 25 year olds. You start driving at 15, right? We want to we want to pursue that. But I also wanted to read some stats here, and I think yeah. there's there's some very interesting stats um, that I was looking up concerning setting goals. And this is straight from Google. You can find this. These are mind blowing stats right off Google. Yeah. Surveys of the general population have shown that 83% of respondents don't have goals. Wow. 14% had plans but not in writing, and only 3% had written goals. I saw another stat that said maybe like 20% have goals. Either way, the high statistic is 1 in 5. The optimistic statistic is 1 in 5 have goals. This one says only 14%, but only 3 have it in writing. So the other ones kind of have it in their mind. Real quick, think about how much more valuable it is to have a written down goal. Yes. If you just kind of have it in your head and it's kind of abstract and you're like, well, you know, I, I I have this goal, but what was that goal again? It gets kind of fuzzy and cloudy yeah. and you don't really know if you hit it or not. If you have it written down, you look at it and you go, oh man, I didn't really hit that. Or yeah. man, I absolutely hit that. There's the goal right there versus just kind of being esoteric, I guess, kind right. of in your mind, like abstract. But to your point, there's more stats on specifically writing goals down. Sure, sure. Uh, research has shown that you are 42% more likely to achieve your goals if they are written down. Uh, I think that's very, very interesting. And here's another stat. Um, those who set actionable tasks for their goals and initiate weekly progress reporting to their supportive peers, accountability, accountability yep. right, tend to achieve 40% more than those who did not. Wow. So what yeah. are we seeing? Writing down, if you write it down, you're 42% more likely to achieve it. Write your goals down. If you are weekly checking in with your accountability yep. partners, you're 40% more likely. So you drastically improve your odds of getting this right, of, of meeting your goals, right, if you're writing it down and if you're talking to somebody about it, if you're staying up, up to date and, and staying accountable with that. Here's uh, one more stat that I find to be just fascinating. Results from a review of laboratory and field studies on the effects of goal setting on performance show that in 90% of the studies... Listen to this part. Specific and challenging goals led to higher performance than easy goals. Do your best goals. Oh, man. No goals. Oh, man. It goes on to say goals direct um, performance by directing attention, mobilizing effort, increasing persistence, and motivating strategy development. So there's some reasons, right, as we're talking sure. importance of setting goals. But how, how interesting is that? First off, specific and challenging goals. Yeah. The website I got this off of initially Failed to mention the challenging goals part. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Figure, right. right? They because they want to push this uh, this easy. Hey, do your best. You got to let me go off on that for a second because this go is one of my biggest pet peeves or frustrations, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand do your best culture, and I understand the sentiment behind you know telling kids that hey, you got to do your best because hidden within that is the idea that look. You, you can only reach a certain level, and so the only thing you can ask of yourself is the best. The problem is, it has, I guess, inadvertently taught kids, uh, kind of retroactively taught kids that if they do their best, it means that they, they should get whatever the, the prize is, right. Right? right? Like, you go in for a job interview, and you know you don't do a great job. You don't get the job. Can you right. go to the guy and be like, hey, look, I did my best. you got to give me the job. No. If your best is not it... Then, then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. If exactly. I go to an NFL coach, I w- I'd love to be an NFL football player. If I go to the, a coach and try out and I'm not an NFL athlete and he tells me that, <laughs> I can't be like, but coach, I, I tried my best, I so shouldn't best. I get on the team? No, that's not how it works. Right. Judgment day. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, go to, you, you live your life however you want to, but then you tell God, God, I, I did my best. He says, your name's not in the book of life. Right. If you tell him that you did your best, are you gonna, is he going to go, oh, okay, well, if you did your best, no problem. That's what I'm getting at with try your best culture is that it is communicated to kids and specifically young people that 
that if you just kind of show up and, and, you know, maybe call it your best that you're going to all of a sudden get what you deserve. Right. That's not it. You either did or you didn't, right? It's Yoda. Do or do not. There is no try. Um, And so, again, I get the sentiment behind teaching kids to try their best, but we have to be very careful with the messaging because it doesn't mean you're always going to get what you want. Right. And, well, it's postmodernism coming in, right? Well, everybody gets an award. Participation trophies. Everybody is – who's to say yours is better than mine? Like, there's objective best. Right. right? There's best. There's only one gold medalist in the Olympics. I'm sorry. Uh, You may try your best – your best, if your, wasn't best good if your best wasn't good enough, then you don't get the gold. There's one goal yep. handed out. Not everything in life only has one winner or one, you know everybody else are losers. But at the same time, this I, I agree with you that that fosters this idea of. And here's the other part of it. It fosters the idea of kind of low expectations, in sure. my opinion, because we have a threshold. And I try my best, and I hit the threshold, and I go down. And I try my best, and I hit my threshold. Our goal, I think, in life, especially as us men, is to push the threshold higher and higher and higher. Right, Where my best gets better and better and better. I shouldn't... My best at at 15... At 25, I would hope it's a lot better than my best at at 15. But the try-your-best culture... It's turned into... What it's turned into is, if I don't achieve, I have an excuse because I tried my best. Right. Right? That should not be what it is. And it's the deserving. It's like, not everybody gets the same reward. You're, you're, it's, it's this idea of entitlement, right? You deserve it because I tried my best. I deserve to be rewarded as though right. I was the best. That's not the case. Now you can only try your best. You can't try any harder than your best. But our goal is to once again increase what our best is, yes. and that's part of us setting goals. Is how can I push myself, push the threshold that I currently am capable of doing, past what I am currently capable of doing? Yeah. Right. How do I get it better to where my best continues to rise, and I give it my best? Fully realizing I'm not deserving of getting the job or, or, you know, getting the trophy or whatever it is every single time. I want to get into the biblical side of it and then kind of come back around to the different areas we can set goals in because it's kind of a double-sided coin here. There Mm -hmm. is a balance to it because we know in James chapter 4, what does he tell us? Your life is but a vapor. Right. You shouldn't be somebody who just constantly makes all these plans without considering the will of God. He says, right. instead, you you ought to say, if the Lord wills, mm-hmm. we will go to such and such a city. And so James there is kind of saying, look, you have to be very careful with the perspective. Right. And so there's that side, but then there's also, you know, and, and I guess to that side would be the parable of the rich fool mm-hmm. uh, in Luke 12, where, sure. you know, the, this guy, he's, he's making all this money. He says, this is great. I'm going to build these bigger barns. I'm going to retire. I'm going to enjoy my life, eat, drink, and be merry. And what does God tell him? He says, fool, tonight, this your night, soul will be your soul will be required of you. And so the, the point behind both of those sides is that, look, you can do all those plans and do all those things, but if you don't have an eternal heavenly perspective, right. none of it matters. There's the other side, and if you want to get into that, about counting yeah. the cost. Well, yeah. Luke 14, and I realize the context is counting the cost of discipleship. Sure, sure. But you do have to have kind of a future-oriented approach where what man goes out to battle, you know, what king goes out to battle doesn't count the number of troops he has. Yep. What man goes to build a tower and doesn't count whether so he has some the type of planning available. has to there take has place. There has to be yeah. some type of planning. You have to be able to see where you're at in the moment, presently in the moment, and then plan the future and the goals and make it, you know, make actionable steps based on where you're at in the moment and where you plan to be. The man is planning to build something and he's setting himself up in the present. And I think that opens to an interesting discussion of this idea of living in the moment. I don't think living in the moment is always bad. Sure. Um, there's, there's negative, there's pros and cons, well, as with most we things. we bemoaned at the start of the episode the fact that too many young men, that's all they do, right? Right. Live in the right. moment. I'll just take it one day at a time. I, I think that's the negative side of what Correct. you're talking about. Those, those, that's the con, right? The negative, right? That's the pendulum swing to the opposite side of 
we don't want to just be floundering and have no direction, but there's also an aspect of being able to rest in peace in the moment that you have. And part of that is prepping for the future. Sure. So you set these goals, you figure out what can I control today? We have people, this is what I work with my clients on with anxiety. They're so anxious about something coming up in the future. And I say, what can you control about it? And either A, I can't control anything or B, uh, here's a, you know, it's in the future, but here's some things that maybe I can't. I say, perfect. Control what you can control today. Sure. Set yourself up for, for success in the future and then let the rest go. Give it over to God because what else can you control about it? Like right. if I'm nervous about a test, what can you do about it today? <laughs> you can study. Yeah. Right? You can put the work in and that will actually lower the anxiety because you feel a lot more prepared. You right. took control over something that you had opportunity to do. And I would say the same thing applies in in present. We want to live in the moment and we want to take control of what we can in the present moment while fully still preparing for the future. It's counting the cost in the present, but I still plan to build the you know, to build the tower or to go off to the, to war. I just need to know what I'm doing. And moment. I think that's the biblical side of it. Correct. Is that you look at the New Testament, you know, did they, you got to just imagine, did, did Peter and the Apostle Paul as they're building the church, or, or, or uh, not building the church, they are, you know, trying to expand the church yeah. and evangelize. You think they woke up going, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do today. Let's just find out. Right. No, they had a purpose. They were going out to teach. They had, they had plans of where they wanted to go. Paul often said of places he wanted to go and visit and, and see. Right. And so Paul was planning for the future. But you know, Paul also did it with a heavenly perspective of, look, I could die right. in the next city. I understand right. that. I, I could be stoned in the next city. I understand that. Didn't stop him from making his right. plans. Interestingly, you bring up a good point. Is the Great Commission not a list of goals? Yeah, it absolutely church? is. You know what I mean? Is it not goals and, and Jesus saying, this is what you're going to do. Make disciples of all nations, yep. right? Go, baptizing, teaching. Um so yeah, the Bible is very clear on goals, but the living in that the moment—that was a very specific is, goal. All the nations, you got it. Go, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. Go out, and the crazy thing is, they did it. Talk about a lofty I goal. I mean, they yeah. did it. Like they, England, and down to Ethiopia, and maybe over yep. to India, and I mean, they seriously took that um, seriously. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> yes, yes, seriously, right. seriously, seriously, seriously. But um, no, as, as as we think about it, and we're discussing kind of some of these living in the moment type. It's it's easy to be aimless. But the other side of that, the flip, uh, the flip side of the coin, I would say, make sure you appreciate in the moment the work that you're putting in toward your goals. Sure. Because this speaks to me. I'm horrible at this. I set eight goals, or I set, let's say, I set ten goals, and I hit eight of them. What do you think I'm thinking about? Man, I didn't get those two. I need, right. to, I need to hit the two, and I can never just say take inventory and say I'm, I'm proud of myself. I think that's really good. I'm, I'm happy with the goals that I hit, and I can live in the moment and be happy with myself. No, no, no. There's two more goals to hit. It doesn't matter if that, you know, two of those goals, one of those goals happens to be, uh, you know, read a book today. Of course, I didn't hit that. Maybe that's my too high of expectation. Sure, sure. But we want to make sure that we, when we're setting goals, that we are able to take inventory, that we are able right. to give ourselves some credit and to live in the moment a little bit where it's not, I got to hit this and I got to hit that. That's living in the future. It's easy to live in the past. The problems of the past, the, the you know, woes of the past, the traumas of the past, work through those if you need to. Um... We don't want to live in the past, but we also don't want to live too much in the future where all we can think about is the next yep. thing, the next thing, the next thing. We want to think about, this is where I want to go, but what can I do today to get there? Exactly. And I want to encourage all the young men that are listening and watching this to go ahead and, and ask yourself, okay, what, what areas of life do I need to set goals in? Because yeah. I think there are, there are several, obviously, spiritually speaking. If you're listening to this and you're like, man, there's a lot of room for growth in my, yeah. in my Bible study, in my prayer life, in my relationship with God. 
that's a great area to start in setting a measurable goal to achieve, you know, to attain. Right. Um, obviously, educationally, maybe you're still in high school, you want to improve your GPA. Maybe you're out of high school and college, and you just want to broaden your horizons. Reading is great for that. I think we're going to do a whole episode yeah. on that. Um, and so you set a reading goal. There's financial goals, health goals. Uh, uh, stay tuned. Episode three is going to be about how to kind of step up in your relationship with God. Episode four is then going to be about kind of uh, working out and the importance of exercise. Yeah. And so we're going to hit all these things individually. But it's important to set goals in these areas. Financially is another one. I'm even a big proponent, and, and you may disagree with me here, of set goals for your hobbies. Look, your hobbies are not going to matter on the Day of Judgment. I get that. But it's it's cool and it's important yeah. to set goals. I'll give you an example. Um, I'm still by no means a very good golfer at all. Um, he's, he's actually pretty decent. I'm not that great. But I enjoy going out on the golf course, and, and I'm hoping that we're going to get to go here soon. But I, I told myself a year ago that I, I would like to get into golf. I'd like to be good at golf. Still nowhere near what I think I can be. But guess what? I'm better than I was a year ago. Took a few lessons, went out and played a bunch, driving range, etc. And that's a hobby. You can do that with an instrument, all kinds of things, yeah. hunting, that you can set goals in and try to achieve them. And so, again, if you're listening, I would encourage you to actually ask yourself, what are some areas I need to grow mm. in and set goals for those? I don't know if you have anything to add to those. No, no, I think that's great. Just to run through what you had said, spiritual, health, educational, financial, uh, hobby goals. Uh, those are just five areas. We'd love to know. If you have more areas Absolutely. where you're setting yeah. goals, comment. Let us know. Uh, you may have a, a one that we didn't think of, but I think that's so important. And, and even coming back around and hitting on some of those, something like the educational. Well, I'm out of college, right? Or I'm, I'm, I'm out of high school and I'm not going to college. We're constantly learning, right? Set that we should reading, be at least set right. that reading goal, as you talked about. Um, look for ways to grow in each area of life because we're pursuing excellence, right? We're striving for greatness, but part of that is setting goals. How do we set goals, though? I want to come back around and, and kind of end here, I guess. The practical, right? We know why to set goals. We've talked about it statistically. There's a lot of reasons why you should set goals, be accountable, and write it down for sure. We even talked about the what. What should you set goals in? Yep. Well, I think these things. How do we do it? Sure. Get us into that. So this acronym you can find just about anywhere. Yeah. SMART goals. Um, S-M-A-R-T. You've got specific, measurable, achievable, um, realistic, and timely. And those are kind of all then. You, you know what those words mean. I will go through them briefly. But the point is, so we'll start with specific. You don't just set vague goals, right? right? You don't just say, man, I want to be healthier, right? Or I want to... Um, be closer to God. I want to be, be a better Christian. Yeah. I hear that a lot. What does that mean? They got to be very specific. And to that point, they got to be measurable. You know, again, I want to be a better Christian or I want to study my Bible for 30 minutes, five days a week. Whatever it is, those are specific, measurable goals. We already hit on achievable. It's got to be something that's that's within realistic expectations, not something that is, you know, so far down that, you know, the bar is so low that it's really easy to, to jump over it. But it also has to be to a level that it's challenging, but something you know you can do, right. if that makes sense. Yeah. The last two. I don't honestly know the difference between achievable and realistic. That is true. Achievable and realistic are similar. I, I'm I sure think. there is a difference. Somebody, if, hey, let us Look know. Look it up. There's websites. I was going to say, yeah. let us know. Um, and, but and timely is a big one at the end. But timely, yeah. Realistic, we kind of skip over. I think it's the same. Timely is true because, man, it's easy to either set goals of, yeah, I'll get around to this, or you know, the, the time is little in the you know whenever um that's not helpful we need specific times and by this date range we're going to do this when we go to set goals and they talked about uh the amazing i remember learning in high school the amazingness of people who set 10 year goals and they wrote it down and it was specifically 10 years and how many who wrote it down and regularly looked at it actually achieved, achieved it. it yeah i don't have the statistics on that one specifically but it was crazy 
how many people were willing to and they said okay 10 years and they could slowly check themselves as they went along of where am i at on this even 10 years out that's timely there was still a time so it doesn't have to be short right but here's our challenge this is as we as we draw to a close here's our challenge make a three month one year and five year goal plan and i would say write it down and the three month is intended to be something that is just to get the habit going sure what's a habit you want to start creating i would say in the next three months the one year look it's january by this time by new year's uh, new year of, of 2024 where do you want to be what do you want to do what what ways do you want to grow spiritually and maybe financially educationally health-wise the, the spiritual and health, in my opinion, are the two most important. Obviously, your walk with God, but the health is you looking in the mirror with yourself. Where, How do I feel? Where am I at? Well, and again, we're not going to call it New Year's resolution because a lot right. of times people that can just kind of turn their brain off from yeah. even trying with that. We're calling it a challenge because, again, there's so many young men that don't set goals for themselves. Mm. They don't seek any goals to improve, and you really see that with their Christianity. Yeah, They show up to Bible class. You know, they... You know, they hit a youth devo every now and then. They'll listen to a sermon, but there's no plan on how to be a, a better Christian, how to be cl- uh, grow closer to God, yeah. how to improve in their Bible. There's no plan. They just kind of exist. We don't want that, and, and you shouldn't want that either as a young man. You should be wanting to improve, but it's not just in that area. That's the thing. You, you should want to improve in your health. You should want to improve financially. All these things. So the point is, look at your own life. Ask yourself, where do I need to see the most growth in three months, in a year? In five years, however many. You could go out 10 years if you wanted. Yeah. But the point is make a plan, make set goals, and make them, as we already talked about, specific, uh, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Write them down. Yeah. We believe this is incredibly important because of how many young men are not doing that. And what do we see? We see, I would say, two generations of aimless young men that right. all they know how to do is sit on their phones and do things and just not be productive. We think it should be different. As godly young men, we should be different. That's right. To close... Don't grow discouraged. If you fail in a goal, don't grow discouraged. If you, we have a lot that we've learned in setting goals with each other in yep. our accountability group. We've learned a lot. I used to set five goals, really difficult goals, right? He would shoot for the stars. I'd shoot man. for the stars. Yeah. Why not? I, you know, that's that's. I want to be the best. I want to look. It's a it's a trial and error process. I learned a lot of things. You're going to learn a lot of things along the way. And I think it's important for us to be humble enough to accept. Sure. We don't know everything. We're going to fail. We're going to fall from time to time. But I love the way that she said it. I want to let that kind of be the way that it wraps up. But I just don't want people to grow discouraged when you fail a goal. Absolutely. Be the type of guy who, whether you fail or not, it's like, I would rather still be somebody who has direction in life. I know where I'm going because that's the that's the goal here. That's really what we want is for you to find the direction in your life and to pursue it. If you stumble along the way, if you fail, if you don't meet your time goal, okay, Extend it a little further. Keep going. Keep pushing because the direction is what matters ultimately to get to heaven. But have direction in your life. Be willing. Be be relentless in your pursuit of it. And I would say too, if you're comfortable sharing your goals, that's what YouTube comments are for. Right. Follow us on Instagram. Message us. We're not some big time celebrities that you can't get a hold of. You message us on Instagram. You comment on YouTube. You know we can we can you can get a hold of us and we can answer. If you let's say you don't have anybody that you feel like you can have an accountability partner with. I hope that's not the case. But there might be somebody listening to this who who maybe don't has, doesn't have a dad in their life, no siblings, whatever, that you're just like, man, I don't even know who to talk to about this. 
message us on Instagram. We can, we can keep you accountable however you like to do it. But seriously, this is something that us as guys, the reason why the group with me, you and your brother yeah. and, and my brother has worked so well is because we can hold each other accountable. That's right. And that's so big in all this. So again, we'd love to hear from you feedback-wise. Follow us on Instagram. Message us if you have any questions. But unless you have anything else to add, stay tuned for next week, episode three, about kind of stepping up in your relationship with God. We briefly touched on it here, but we're going to get a lot more specific yeah. with that episode. And then episode four, and we'll, we'll, we'll stop there with the previews, is about the importance of taking care of your health, exercising, working out. So stay tuned for those. But unless you have anything else to add, nope. we very much appreciate it, uh, appreciate it for you listening to episode two of the Gym Podcast.